half and the, the sister. Meow. Welcome back, folks. Before the break, we discussed the upcoming college football playoff with Mr. Knowles and Colts. Now I'd like to introduce you my next guest. He served in both the U.S. Marines and Army. He served in the Second Iraq War. Most importantly, he's my father-in-law. Welcome, Peeps, to the show. <laughs> Peeps, I brought you on this show today to tell us the story of when a people stood up to a ruling power of their day for their right to worship God the way they were taught. Tell us the story. Well, as we look down through the years, the Jewish people had advanced civilization. They had a kingdom that was uh, subject to God, and mm -hmm. while they were subject to God, God blessed them and made them powerful and rich and well-known throughout the world. In fact, Israel correct. was basically a crossroads for all of the known world. It's, argue, it's argued that at the height of the United Kingdom, this would be under the era of Saul, David, and Solomon, it's argued, it's argued that Israel was a world power at that time. It definitely was. They had trade with Africa and up into Europe and Asia and they were uh, well known for their trading and mm -hmm. their knowledge, other things like that. Theoretically, some speculate that they, that specifically under the time of David and Solomon, they may have even crossed the ocean, to even here in the Americas. That is a point that some have looked into. I personally haven't traced all of that, but I have okay. heard that discussed by different parties. And we all know after the United Kingdom was split after the death of Solomon, the Northern Kingdom basically went its own way, abandoned the principles of Torah, and was ultimately lost according to many. Whereas... The line that held from David stayed pretty influential roughly till the, if I remember correctly, 6th or 7th century BC. The kingdom, the northern kingdom, which is, was in the scriptures referred to as Israel, was in power up until the 8th century uh -huh. BCE, BC, BCE, before Common Era. Or before Christ. Uh, to different labels for different groups of people. Mm -hmm. uh, they were taken into captivity by the Assyrians. Uh, the main reason for the captivity, none of the kings of Israel were considered good kings. They did not follow the laws that were set down by God as to how to run a country, how to rule the people, how to worship their God who had delivered them mm -hmm. from captivity way back in when they were under 
Egypt. Family had gone down to Egypt to because of a famine and stayed there hundreds of years and then came back via the wilderness. Uh, I've heard of Moses. Uh, he Oops. was the leader while they were in the wilderness while they were wandering. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they had period of judges and then they wanted to be like other nations so they asked God to give them a king so they could be like other nations instead of being a unique people. Anyways, yeah. as I said, the Israel, the northern kingdom was in place until the 8th century and then the the late part of the 8th century and then uh, Judah I guess you look at it about half the kings followed the rulings of God the laws of God and half of them decided that they wanted still didn't want things that way they wanted their own way so in the early 6th century BC or BCE depending on how you label it, they were taken into captivity into Babylon. Part of their their uh, part of their captivity, uh, the duration of it was seventy years. Uh-huh. Uh, this was specifically the duration had to do with laws that God had set aside about how they should plant their crops and how they should every seventh year they should let the land rest so this time 70 years was Mm -hmm. determined since they didn't let the land rest voluntarily God took them out of the land. If I remember correctly in Torah or the Old Testament that seven years comparison to like seven days in a week and six should one work and the seventh rest is it's like God's telling us like people need a Sabbath rest the land needs a Sabbath rest and it's clear that the children of Israel did not play by that rules and that's why among other reasons the Babylonians came in and then they were eventually restored to his extent they were allowed to go back under I believe either Cyrus or Darius of Persia right Uh, the Babylonians were the ones that took them into captivity and then the Babylonian Empire fell to the Persian Empire Darius is listed Darius is basically the title not the king's not the leader's name but Cyrus was the name of the the leader that said go back here's all the loot that was taken from your temple when Babylon took it over and brought you into captivity here it is go back Build your city, build Jerusalem back, build your temple back, and do what you're supposed to do. Okay, and then a few hundred years later, we have Alexander and the Greeks, and then Alexander died, and it was split between, the Grecian Empire was split between four specific rulers, one of them being like, the Ptolemaic dynasty, the other being the Seleucids. 
think we're going to be focusing preeminently on the Seleucids for, for this part. Right. The Seleucids were the branch off from the Greek Empire that this branch took over Israel and the Holy Land and they were not happy because the Jewish people knew that God was the supreme that he was mm -hmm. ruler over everybody and that he allowed not only allowed he set up rulers and he took them down yep the Seleucids uh, being part of the, the Greek Empire uh, they decided that the highest power was supposed to be the emperor, not God. And so they forbid people's worshiping on the Sabbath day, on Saturday, as the Jews did. Okay. Uh, he also said that, or they also talked about the, the Greek, deities as being supreme that they each of them had their own characteristics and they ruled life and they that was the way to to follow and to be good citizens but they got carried away instead of being things being uh, what do you say uh, there were democracies in part of the Greek uh, there were correct. there are city states where there were leaders that did not give democracy they they led they were basically dictators they were dictators yes and they decided that they would try to work with familiarization uh, they would mix people around uh, the idea of Hellenization if I recall Hellenization remember. definitely their their thoughts on how people there is learning was more important than piety doing what was right and it got to the point where they were butting heads the Jews said God gave us this land God gave us his set of rules and we should live by them and the Greeks said no uh, you we've seen what you've done you, you've had problems down through the years because you don't want to do things the right way and especially toward the the Greek leaders and mm -hmm. it finally got to the point where the Seleucids came and said Antiochus Epiphanes was one of the uh, most evil leaders down through history. And it, it was to the point where he said, okay, this is what you say the rules are supposed to be. Uh, we know that pigs are not something that your God approves of eating or uh, sacrificing or any of this so what he did was he took over the temple and he sacrificed a pig on the altar that God has said was only for holy offerings okay. in light and in observance of what he had what he God had said to his people down through the years Greece was the power of the day and most most of the Jewish people uh, had problems 
they didn't like to be persecuted or or controlled so, so so a lot of the Jewish people had a bit of this go along to get along mentality yes as part of the the Hellenism the compromise uh, saying oh it isn't quite isn't so bad but which is kind of what got them in trouble several hundred years ago and led them into captivity with Babylon as well. Yes, that was one of the things. If you look at the kings, the when they determined what was the mark of a good king and what was the mark of a bad king, the good kings followed what God had said. They worshipped God alone. They did not have idols. They did not have other places that they made holy. They did not follow other nations. They decided to follow what God said. And the mark of a bad king was we don't really care what God said. We'll do, do it things, our own way. Do it our own way. And in reaction to Antiochus Epiphanes slaughtering a pig on the altar, once that got, once people heard about what had happened, those who were trying to live according to the way God set it up we're, pre we're pretty well incensed if I remember correctly that's what led to the rise of a specific family called the Maccabees yes the Maccabees family uh Another name the, being the Hasmoneans. The Hasmoneans were the, the actual family. Maccabee means hammer, and that's what... Yeah. Uh, Judah. That's basically, Judah was the ringleader of the family, and there were basically a handful of these pious Jews that said, this isn't the way things are going to be. We must follow our God, we must do things his way, and this little handful of Jews managed to beat the Greek army, the Seleucids, mm -hmm. chase them out of the temple, hold the temple, clean the temple, purify the temple, and restore the worship as it was supposed to be in Israel and now this is where the f some of the fun part gets into it yes the, the nine nine stick menorah well was utilized it's because of the miracle well the first miracle was a handful of Jews beat the most powerful army on the face of the earth. Yes. While they were cleaning up the temple, they remembered that there's supposed to be a torch, a lampstand, burning day and night. Yes. As a reminder that God is light. And he, mm -hmm. he guides our paths, our daily life. And this was supposed to be, the oil was used to, in the torch, in the lampstand, mm -hmm. to show forth this light. And when they cleaned up the temple, there was one box, one day's worth of oil there it, everything else was spoiled and defiled yep. from what Antiochus had done. So they 
lit the lamp and that one day's worth of oil lasted for eight full days which is what was mm -hmm. required to prepare a new batch of oil it takes eight days if you bruise the olives then the oil becomes impure it has to be mm -hmm. done according to the regulations that are set otherwise it's not usable and this Correct. one batch of oil lasted that full eight days the lampstands that they had for the regular service of the temple had seven stands there was a, mm -hmm. a center one and then three on each side for a total of seven which is highly mentioned in the book of Revelation when Christ, who is the Jewish Messiah, is talking to each of the seven churches right. in that letter. Right. There are these things that are in the Tanakh, what most call the Old Testament, that are you don't necessarily understand what all they're saying but uh, or the reason behind things but okay. a, a lot of times in the Brit Hadashah or Besora the what we call, the New, we call the New Testament it's things are are clearer their mm -hmm. revelations as they're Un truths that are uncovered uh, but anyways the, that's the lampstand that was in the temple back okay. in the days of Israel uh, to commemorate what had happened in this time during the second century BC BCE there's there's a new menorah or lampstand which has got eight regular lamps plus the poster shamash. Uh, this is a special menorah and it, in honor of Hanukkah or the festival yes. feast of dedication. Uh, it's called a Hanukkah, and it mm -hmm. has a total of nine lamps on it. As I said, there's one that is a special candle or light lamp, which lights all the other ones. And it's a reminder of the light, God's light, and on through... Uh, in the book of John and the Besorah, the Brit Hadashah New Testament, uh, talks about Jesus being in Jerusalem during the feast, the festival of Hanukkah. Uh, it talks about him walking in, in Solomon's mm -hmm. porch there. Um, yes. And reminder that it was an important event that took place and that our lives should be dedicated to God in all we do. So my final question is what are the implications of Hanukkah for those of us today well who go ahead. we were for those of us who aren't of Jewish blood which two people in this house have Jewish blood and two don't as far as I know, I don't, and my wife and peeps do. For those of us who've been 
grafted in by faith in Yeshua or Jesus. Is Hanukkah something a Christian who's not necessarily of Jewish heritage should look into to understand deeper meaning to following Jesus? Yes, indeed, it is a help. That's one thing as we look through all the years of history, the centuries, millennia, that God has had a relationship with his creation. Mm -hmm. He created Adam and Eve, and through them, all of mankind. And he has had different covenants, different relationships with his people down through the years. I would agree with that. And each step through that gives us understanding. If we look, if we omit part of this history, we lose important aspects of our relationship with God. God started out with Adam and Eve. He gave them choices. He gave them mm -hmm. one command. And Adam and Eve broke that command. And because of that, the relationship with God, their maker, and their... Well, the Bible said before that time they walked with God in the garden yes they did things happen obedience gives understanding and with understanding gives a stronger walk in what our lives are as we look at with the Jews down through the years, obedience gave a better life. The Bible says that God is not finished with the Jews. It talks about there being a week, a, a seven-year period called the week of Jacob's, Jacob's trouble. trouble. Sorry about that, folks. We were not quite finished. I had a phone call pop up and it interrupted our episode, so I'm putting this third section in so that Peeps can finish what he was telling us about the implications of Hanukkah for those of us who have been grafted in by faith in Christ, though we're not of the Jewish stock. You can continue. Anyway, as they were talking about, God has been dedicated to his people down through the years, and that's provided the light, provided direction on the way through everything that we have. So mm -hmm. we look, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, scriptures say, and yes. so we take our lives, it, it's a reminder that he gives victory, that he does miracles, and it's a reminder of his faithfulness, even if we stumble and fall even if we make wrong decisions he is ever he's determined always, he's always there to forgive and help us not only move on from those stumblings from those struggles but through his spirit he gives us the power to overcome yes 
this has been a very enlightening time. Of course, we in this house have just finished celebrating Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights, the Festival of Dedication on Monday. And we thank Peeps for bringing his knowledge of the Jewish people and that what that heritage brings. Just to give you a little hint. Like I said, two people in, the, in our house are of Jewish heritage. And two of us married in. Thank you, Jordy. The cats are doing well. <coughs> Your host, however, as you, you probably heard during the interview with Knowles and Colts, is a little bit under the weather. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I don't have the Rona, but just keep in your thoughts as I'm trying to recover from whatever it is that I'm dealing with. Coming to you live from Fort Wayne, Indiana, home is where the Shire is, and be excellent to each other.